The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com. Episode 138. Sunday, August 9th, 2009. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, episode 138. Paunchstevenson.com. I am Rob, you are Greg. Yep. So what do we got? Well... As we're waiting to go into the movie theater... Clifton Commons. <coughs> Stop saying where we are! What, are people going to hunt us down and kill us? Yes, real time. Um, so as we're waiting to go in there, uh, seeing another movie that further um, the uh, soils our childhood memories of a, a childhood uh, yeah. product... Um, talk about in the news, um, John Hughes, celebrity death. Yeah. John Hughes, the writer-director, died. Yeah, he did The Breakfast Club, uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck, 16 Candles. Pretty in Pink. Uh, The Great Outdoors, one of my favorites. Weird Science. Home Alone. Home Alone 2. What about 3. Uh, actually, yes, he did write <laughs> Home Alone 3. He didn't direct it. <coughs> well, actually, <clears throat> Home Alone 3, which was several years after the first one and the second one, yeah, um, that was supposed to be filmed back-to-back with the second one. But for some reason, I guess the studio didn't want them to do it. <laughs> so Interesting. <coughs> yeah, so maybe like four or five years after the, th- the second one, they made the third one with, I believe it starred the, I don't remember who the kid was, but... Some ugly, annoying yeah, idiot. It, it was released in the theaters. I don't think it did very well at all. Well, it didn't have Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that so, was the whole reason yeah, people went. I guess the went. studio made a bit, of a, made a, a bit of a gaffe there on that gamble. Yeah, yeah like, that's, uh, like that's never happened before. Well. Yeah, so that didn't work. But anyway, um, what else has he done? He did <coughs> National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, yeah? He created Clark W. Griswold. Ah. Yes. Well, what's the movie that you said you like? The movie I like now... You Which know, I've I'm, never heard of. Is this movie called Nate and Hayes. What I is think it? An, uh, Nate and Hayes. Okay. As in Rutherford B. Hayes. You know, like the president? Rutherford Hayes. Okay. Anyway. What year did that come out? I think the movie came out in 1983. So, this was one of those movies. It was like one of these like kind of like adventure movies with a little comedy that came out in the early 80s. They were all, they all came out to... Romancing the Stone. Yeah, and the sequel, Jewel of the Nile. But they With all Michael Douglas. Yeah. What the hell is that? Michael <coughs> Douglas. Greed is good. Um Yeah, so uh it was one of these movies that came out to take advantage of the success of Indiana Jones. Right. There was a whole bunch of them. Uh you know, Chuck Norris did one with Louis Gossett Jr. called Firewalker. <laughs> Which was really... I thought it was a funny movie. <clears throat> were they walking on fire? <clears throat> no. No. But they were looking for treasure of some sort, you know. Oh. 
But anyway, uh, Nathan Hayes <clears throat> starred, um, I forget the guy's, the one guy's name, um, but the, the main guy that anybody would know now would be Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is this pirate, and they're all pirates. He's like the last pirate, late 1800s. And, you know, it's adventure, there's some comedy. I, I actually really liked it. Yeah. And I used to, you know, I used to watch it on cable, you know, the early 90s or whatever. I probably haven't seen it in at least 10 years. Maybe longer. Yeah. But I always liked that movie. But, I mean, John Hughes. <coughs> Man, The Breakfast Club is, is, I mean, just a huge movie when you think about... I know all of them. All of the movies. That, all of his movies. And we haven't even named Except them. Except Nate and Hayes. <laughs> well, we haven't. Oh, Dutch. With Ed uh, O'Neill. Yes. Did Dutch. Yes. Um, good one. I, yeah, I mean, we haven't even named all the movies that he's. And those are just the movies that he like directed. I mean, he wrote other movies, other like comedies besides that that were really popular. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did, um, did we say Uncle, yeah, we said Uncle, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he had all these these huge movies in the 1980s and, and, and the beginning of the 90s. I mean, it, it's just amazing how many movies that this guy had that he and, wrote and or directed or produced that were huge hits. I know, and the weird thing is, he died penniless. What? I'm just kidding. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, actually, he did, the last major movie he did was Curly Sue. No. Oh. With James Belushi, which was terrible. And Allison Porter. Yeah, well, she was the girl in it. Yeah. Um, and, and she's kind of like a Jenny Lewis, in a sense, of kind of like a child actor who grows up and the Hollywood's not really enthralled with what they look like now and so they have to become they have to get in a band yeah that's is like she, the only uh, thing they can do is is she related to Huey Lewis Jenny Lewis no I don't think so or Parker Lewis he can't lose but no or uh, Richard Lewis oh, <laughs> oh I'm feeling I'm not feeling too good away Oh, I, I go to see the psychiatrist. Oh. I don't know. He tells me there's nothing he could do for me. Mm. I, I don't. I go the girlfriend. I can't. Oh. Richard Lewis. That'd be funny. Your curb, curb your enthusiasm's coming back. Yeah, Ooh. I know it's coming back. When you've this, been saying that for three years. This fall, I think September. Guaranteed. I hope so. Guaranteed is coming back. <clears throat> yeah, I know they're doing. We're it. coming back. What? No! Yes. Yes. No, Larry! We're what? coming back! No! What? I'm the only one who's willing to put Michael Richards on camera. What? <laughs> All right. Um, this guy's sleeping over there. Yeah, he's dead. Um, yeah, so... John, <coughs> but the thing, anyway, so John Hughes, Curly Sue, and really after that, he, he wrote some movies... Most of the movies he did in the nineties stunk. He did like that he wrote Flubber. No, <laughs> Flubber was terrible. Oh, um, I forget what the other ones were. Just they weren't very. They just weren't any good. Flubber. Um, I think one of them was. What was the other ones that he did? 
but uh, they, they weren't very good, and he kind of just became like a recluse. <laughs> I mean, he literally, as far I read, the last public photo anyone has of him was when he was on the set of a movie that his one of his sons was uh, was directing. I think like a small, you know, like an independent film. Yeah. In two thousand one. Okay. <laughs> That's the last time anyone had, like, seen him in public. I mean, this guy was, like, completely fell off the face of the earth. And penniless. He was not penniless. <laughs> <clears throat> well, wait, but we have another celebrity death. Who? Oh. Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite, yeah. Uh, uh, sparing the news of the evening, CBS Evening News of Walter Cronkite. Yeah. Oh, and by the way... A celebrity death update. Oh, God. Billy Mays! Uh, OxyClean! Orange Glow! Yeah. They found... Yeah, you know why he kept screaming all the time? Yeah. He was on cocaine! Ah! High on the powder. Yeah. What the heck? You got this... This stupid Mr. TV Brownstone. guy... You know, trying to sell stuff. He's... Addicted to cocaine. The yeah. other guy trying to sell stuff is punching no, prostitutes. Vince Offer. What's wrong with these people? They're nuts. Look at them. They're insane. What are they? Uh, <laughs> heavy metal musicians? Yeah. What's going on with these people? Yeah, so... Um, yes. And another uh, celebrity death update. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Oh, come to what about him now? This, this well, you told me, he was, right, they found out that he was, uh, the, the doctor had him hooked up to an IV every oh, night yeah, so he, he could was, go to sleep. Yeah, he, he had, He like, wasn't taking, he couldn't go to sleep at night, so he wasn't taking well, sleeping pills. He was plugging in an IV into his arm. Of anesthesia. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> This guy And had, there was no uh, anesthesiologist there. No, of course not. Well, this, this guy had to be probably the worst, the biggest celebrity drug addict of all time, I think. I know. Well, here's the thing. that People say, oh, oh, he had insomnia. Well, one of the reasons he had insomnia was because he was taking all kinds of other drugs <laughs> that are all like these super stimulants. So how are you going to sleep? Uh, he's, I mean, he's like anesthesia. Billy Mays. I know. Yeah, he was a disaster. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We're not talking about Michael Jackson anymore. All right. All right. Never again. Uh, never again. Never again. We're not. Oh. Well. Never again on this show. We're not going to call him up. How can he's dead? His ghost. Oh, I guess we call his ghost. <laughs> all right. Next. Um. Oh, I I showed you that uh, Steven Seagal is on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know what the link was. It was like official Steven no, no, Seagal. No, no, no. Uh, S. Seagal official. Okay. So anyway. So Twitter.com slash S. Seagal official. Now, I had... I, I've... There's certain uh, Twitter sites that I that I go to once in a while. Yeah. Um, most of them are... A lot of them have to do with sports, you know, to get, like, up-to-date information, whatever. Yeah. So I finally joined Twitter... Which right. is pointless because I'm not gonna. I have no followers other than you, so what's. Uh, you got a couple of spam followers. Oh, gee. <laughs> anyway, so I went on there. Now, of course, 
automatically one of the twits that I get all the time is from the Dush. Oh, she's on there? Yes, Eliza Dushku. What's her uh, It's Eliza Patricia. It's her middle name. Okay. Anyway, Why she's... couldn't it have just been Dushku? I don't know. So she's on there. She, she updates it a lot. And um, so I was just searching for celebrities and stuff, and I found Steven Seagal. And there were a couple of other Steven Seagals that were fake. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess this thing is real. But the thing that really surprised me was he updates it all the time. Yeah. And he responds to, to people writing on his, which yeah. I couldn't believe. I know. I sent him a message last night. Yeah. And your message was very rude. And what? crass. What? 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 Why? You're telling him how to do his job? He's a cop now. <laughs> He's a real cop. I was just suggesting. Yeah. I was showing him that I'm a fan of his movies by <laughs> quoting a line. I said, hey, you're down in Louisiana arresting people. Yeah. The next guy you arrest, you should tell him, I'm taking you to the bank. The blood bank. When did he say that? In Marked for Death. Oh, that is a horrible line. I know. That's why it would be funny. <laughs> I'm taking you to the bank. I still the have blood it. bank. We're supposed to have this reality show that he's been filming. Where is it? He said it's going to be on TV in England. What? <laughs> what that is was, wrong with that? That was one of his tweets. Oh, idiot. I don't know. It was supposed to be on, what, A&E, I think? Uh, maybe BBC like America will show it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I'll have to write him a message and ask him. He, he, yeah. I mean, he mostly he just twits on on arresting people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like successful night. We arrested ten people. Like, geez. I know. Well, we're gonna have to get him on the show now. I think we should go down in Louisiana and and cause a ruckus, commit a crime, and, and get arrested by Steven Seagal. <laughs> that would be awesome. Get him on the show. Just laugh the whole time. Get him on the show. We're like, hey, we're interviewing Steven Seagal while he's arresting us. <laughs> You have the right to remain silent. The fire down below. <laughs> um, I want to buy your honey. Oh, how many jars? All of them. Um, uh, yeah. Now, the other thing I was going to say was uh, the angry video game nerd. Yes. So, who we are a fan of. James Rolfe. James Rolfe. Um, he, uh, he's been doing, uh, he's been doing, like, little, like, web shorts for SpikeTV.com. Oh, yeah? And I haven't really watched them, but I, I watched the ones that he did. He went out to Comic-Con a couple of weeks ago, and he was doing, like, uh, he was doing reports from there. San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was really funny because, um, you know, here he is, like, in the middle of this thing, and, and he's, like, giving these reports, and... The funny thing about it is, you know, I, when you, anytime, like, I watch G4 and they do Comic-Con and you, you're, you're watching this, you're like, oh, my God, this Comic-Con, this is the greatest thing ever. You, <laughs> you see all these, these actors show up and <clears throat> see all these trailers before anybody else. And right. It's, it's a, it must be amazing, right? Well, James Rolfe, the investigative reporter, finally reported the truth of it all. Ah. Comic-Con stinks. Of course it stinks. It's Comic-Con. No, it stinks because he's like, he's like, everywhere you go, he's like, he's like, the only thing you do at Comic-Con is wait in lines. So it's like Great Adventure. Worse. Six Flags. 
It's worse. You don't even get on the roller coaster. Oh, He's like, man. you just wait in line. They're, he was showing it. They have like the the lines are out the building. Wow. They're on the street. He's the lines are what? just a line for what though? To to get into the room to see some stupid Star Wars, you know, exhibit or something. Yeah, that's just stupid. Idiotic. If you don't have a press credential, you can't get in. Did people pay to go to this thing? Yes. Ah, uh, what's wrong with these idiots? The other thing he saw was the date movie, scary movie, nutcases are doing another movie. Uh, it's called Stan Helsing. What is that? It is a spoof of all, like, the werewolf and vampire movies. Underworld, Twilight, all of them. I guess Van Helsing. Yeah. And, and Leslie Nielsen and... Wait, he's in that? Yeah. Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> and James Rolfe is... He, he, <laughs> He, was he at Comic Con? Yeah, and he's like Leslie Nielsen was there, and he's like, he's like he was he wasn't answering questions. He was like talking in gibberish. Well, he's old. I, I, maybe either his <laughs> Alzheimer's or he was, or he was just busting everyone's chops. Yeah, he was busting people. Probably the case. <laughs> I want to live in a world. He was doing uh, a, a, a what's that guy's name? Stupid Frank uh, Drebin. No, he was doing a Billy Bob Thornton in that interview. Oh. He was imitating him. I don't know. <laughs> Not answering the questions, <laughs> speaking gibberish. <laughs> like a retard. Yeah. And then he also, he was also in a thing with Kevin Smith. Uh. And he's like, Kevin Smith was supposed to be there, like, answering fan questions. And he's like, you know, I guess he must have seen Kevin Smith's thing before, like we did. And he's like, he's like, you know, Kevin Smith, he doesn't answer the questions... He, he he makes fun of the people who's asking them, and he answer he somebody will ask him a question he doesn't answer it he asks another question and yeah just he's like you know I mean he, that's he just, his thing yeah he but, rambles yeah yeah it's what he did at the show we saw yeah which we talked about a few episodes ago yeah James Rolfe yeah angry video game nerd still going still going um. What do I have? I have a movie review. Alright. So I saw the Adam Sandler, yeah. Seth Rogen movie, uh, Funny People. Uh. And it's funny that it's named Funny People. Not appropriate. Because it's not funny. No. There's people. <laughs> None of them are funny. No. Here's the thing. It's directed by... It was written and directed by Judd Apatow. Uh, uh, Seth Rogen was in it. Adam Sandler. Who's the other fat guy? Oh, uh, Jonah. Yeah, Jonas Hill. Yeah, Jonas Hill. Uh, so on and so forth. And, of course, Judd Apatow's wife, who he puts her in every movie. Leslie Mann. And their children probably were in it. or <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, it. I felt like... I guess Judd Apatow, who wrote and directed it, I guess he couldn't decide whether he wanted this to be one of his typical raunchy, goofy comedies or whether he wanted to try something different and do an emotional, touching drama. I think that was Sandler. Sandler's been trying to do these these dramatic movies... I like know. every other movie, he's trying to do dramatic, uh, and they are horrible. He can't it's even Adam do, Sandler. He can't even do a comedy dramatic. Anymore. I know. So, um, yeah, it's like 
the parts that were supposed to be funny weren't funny. And the parts that were supposed to be dramatic and touching just weren't. They were just annoying and drawn out. The movie was two and a half hours long. Ah. Imagine a two and a half hour long Adam Sandler movie. And it's just, it kept going on. Every time I thought, okay, all right, they're wrapping it up. It's going to, oh, it's going on longer. Now they just just went to this other plot point. All right, 15 minutes later. All right, all right, they're starting to wrap it up. There's, oh, now now this other character came into the pickup. It just wouldn't end. So it was like the Transformers uh, 2. It was like Transformers 2. It was like King Kong. Ah. It was like... It just... It wouldn't end. It was so boring. The story was just stupid. The acting was horrendous. It wasn't funny. You know, I know what they were trying to do. I understand the kind of movie they were trying to make. They just didn't know how to make it. I guess Judd Apatow just doesn't know how to make that kind of a movie. You know, his comedy movies are fine. Just stick to that. Don't try to make this dramatic, emotional movie. It doesn't work with And Adam Sandler is... He's a funny guy. But really, in reality, he's a bad actor. Well, of course. I mean, it's like... It's like <laughs> All the Saturday Night Live guys. It's like trying to have Rodney Dangerfield do a serious part when he was alive. It's impossible. I know. Rodney Dangerfield. Know. He's, and he's not going to do although, that. I know. Although, he probably would have been better, to mm. be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. So, basically, the, uh. sto- the story is Adam Sandler is a veteran stand-up comedian. He's done all these dumb, goofy... And he's going to die. ...idiotic movies. He goes to the doctor. He finds out he's going to die. He has leukemia. But the doctor says, hey, there's this new medicine. It's still experimental, but we're going to give it to you. Only 8% of the people that we give it to show signs of recovery. Okay, it's worth a shot. So he's taking the medicine... And in the meantime, he gets back into stand-up comedy. He gets up on stage. You know, he's, he, it's terrible. His jokes are terrible. I don't even want to hear about it. It's boring me to death. I, exactly. The Seth Rogen's character works at a deli. He's an up-and-coming stand-up comedian. So he goes on after the Adam Sandler guy one night at the comedy club and Adam Sandler watches and be like, hey, you're pretty funny. Why don't you write some jokes for me? So he's writing jokes. Of course, every single joke in the entire movie is about crotches. Every joke. So, basically, uh, you know, like four and a half hours later, Adam Sandler goes back to the doctor, finds out, oh, I'm not, the medicine's working. Nah. I'm not gonna die. And then it's like, oh, great. End of the movie. <laughs> no. Ah. Not the end of the movie. Ah. Then he calls up his ex-girlfriend, who's married now. She comes to his house. They hug and everything. And they fall back in love. Then he ah. goes up to her house and plays with the children because the husband's away. And then they're all falling in love. Then the husband comes back, and then they start, like, beating each other up on the lawn. And then Adam Sandler starts beating up Seth Rogen. <laughs> and then the children come out, and they're just... Everyone's beating up each other, and then... Well, that sounds funny. Oh, it was hard. Yeah. It was so boring. Because it wasn't... 
like fighting like funny it was fighting like trying to be all emotional and serious mm. like like you slept with my wife but she doesn't love you she loves me it would have been funny if he did that but um so then they're fighting so then they finish and they're like oh i'm sorry for fighting with you you were gonna die and i feel bad I'm like, all right, they're finally wrapping. No, they're not wrapping it up. It's still going. Every movie they make they're still about, going. Every movie they make about stand-up comedians is terrible. I mean, Mr. So, Saturday Night. Uh, God. Awful. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal's <laughs> terrible, but that movie was the worst movie he could have ever possibly done. Well, my giant. It was worse than that. <laughs> really? Yes. So then Seth. Rogan is yeah so then Adam Sandler's mad at Seth Rogan he fires him and then Seth Rogan's working at the deli again and then Adam Sandler comes back and apologizes and then Adam Sandler starts writing jokes for Seth Rogan and uh, uh, who, who but, cares yeah exactly what's the end you're taking too long that's the what end. is the end exactly that's the end so I told you yeah Norm Macdonald was in the movie. Hey! For one second. Ah. Literally one second. What did he say? Well, this was after Adam Sandler went to the doctor and find out he was recovering from the medicine that they gave him. So yeah. he had a party. Like, hey, I'm getting better. I'm going to have a party. Invite all my, you know, celebrity friends. So he's at the party and he walks by Norm Macdonald. And Norm Macdonald goes... Hey, uh, I hear you're cured of AIDS. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> well, that's funny. I know. Oh, it should have been him in the movie. I tell you, they got to get Norm in a show or a movie or something. I know. Funny. Yeah, the movie was just horrible. And it's weird because I looked on Metacritic.com. Half of the reviews are like A+. Plus, a hundred out of a hundred. This is an awesome movie. And then the other half of the reviews are like, what a piece of garbage. Do Man. not waste your money. Oh, and well. I am in that half of the critics. Yes. I agree with that half. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. All right, so um, we're here. We uh, we just saw G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. No. Cobra. La, 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 la. <laughs> la, 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 Cobra! La, 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 By the way, I wanted to mention real quick with the, you know, funny people. Yeah. You know, the best part of the movie was actually in the back of the theater. Yeah. So I kept screaming, this movie stinks. <laughs> this is horrible. This is atrocious. And I guess the people in front of him were getting mad. Like, Shut up. No, this movie stinks. Shut up. So they were getting into this fight. And then the, the movie theater workers had to come in and tell everyone to leave. It was just... It's awesome. That's how bad this movie was. It caused the audience to fight with each other. Wow. That's that's yeah, people that's were no and and the people next to me were walking out. <laughs> it was I, I'm serious. This movie was just garbage.
So much it. like the movie we just came out oh, of. Oh, come on. G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Yeah. Well, maybe it's kind of a stupid movie. and oh, It was and, a completely stupid movie. You know, dull and... You know, I mean... Put it this way. Compared to Transformers 2... Oh, it's a lot better than that. Yeah, well... I didn't think it was that bad. It was kind of bad. It was a ba- It wasn't a very enthralling movie. It wasn't all that exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the, terrible. The original what, 1983 Sunbow cartoon, G.I. Joe, A Real yeah. American Hero, it was about the U.S. military. They would show the American flag. Very patriotic. This movie, I don't think I saw one American flag. Well, I think that they, you know, the funny thing is, they. I think they did that on purpose so that it would sell more overseas. Um, yeah, and then they blew up the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to sell in France. Thing. I know, it's like... Apparently, whoever that wrote and directed this movie did not like France. Yeah. Maybe they were the Coneheads. No, they come from France. That's true. I did like the fact, I liked how they did the little flashbacks for the backstory. The backstories were so stupid. I know. Do, do you remember some of the backstories they did on the cartoon? No. They were up to ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't know they did backstory. They were ridiculous. <laughs> I know, but it's a cartoon. Actually, they kind of took the one word shipwreck. Shipwreck was in love with this woman. Yeah. And Cobra captured her or something and turned her into like a mermaid. Yeah, that <laughs> some was... stupid yeah, thing. I know, that was... Shipwreck. Dr. Mindbender. Uh, Dr. Mindbender was in this briefly. Yeah, now wait a minute. Before, you know, this was like episodes ago, when when we were uh, talking about the, the, the G.I. Joe movies coming up, and I said, oh, what is it going to... It's, it's going to have Dr. Mindbender, and you laughed, and you said, no, of course it's not going to have... It had Dr. Mindbender. Yeah. That's for, how stupid this thing very, was. Very quickly. Uh, you know... That whole thing didn't make any sense whatsoever. The soldier went into the building, he looked at the computer screen, and now all of a sudden he's a bad guy. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? This is really scientific looking. I'm going to be a bad guy now. I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, it was kind of hokey, but I did like some of the things. Nanotechnology? What? This is really interesting to me. I'm yeah. going to join your side. What? That's it. Uh, again, when you you're Rex. giving, you're give the thing is you're uh. giving the uh, the source material too much credit. If you go back, no. I'm telling no, you, if no, you go no, back and no. watch the original GI Joe, no. there was like no story to it. I know, but here's the thing. What is the, the air raid? It's Cobra. Cobra's attacking. Why is it every time we record, there's sirens or garbage trucks? Or... It's ridiculous. Anyway. <clears throat> you know, the original... I like, wait, I hold like... on, hold on. The original G.I. Joe movie was, was terrible. absurd. I know, it was absurd. Cobra Lodge, <laughs> Serpentor, and all well, this Serpentor stuff. was before that. The spores. Yeah, I know, but it was ridiculous. Aliens. As ridiculous as that was... 
it actually made more sense than this thing that we just watched. Well. It did. It actually made more sense. Yeah, I don't know. Story-wise, there was actually a story, at least. Yeah, the back, the, really, the, the underlying backstory of Destro was absurd. Oh, he's the What is he, the man? He's, he's descended from the man in the iron mask? <laughs> Where's Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, oh God. Ridiculous. Yeah, now, in the cartoon, Destro had to wear a metal mask. Yeah, did they ever explain why was that? Yes. Because... And he talk like this, Commander. Yeah. Commander. See, it, yeah, in the cartoon, basically, it was a similar backstory to the this movie. Whereas his family was caught uh, dealing weapons to the allies and the, the villains. So, uh, you know, he got caught for treason, so they had to, like, make him win. It was sort of like a scarlet letter, but instead of a scarlet letter, it was the everyone in the family had to wear a metal mask to, to be outcasts. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I know, but by the time it got to Destro, yeah. it wasn't a symbol of, of uh, shame anymore. It was like, I'm, I come from this uh. family. It was like a sign of pride. I wear the metal mask. Uh -uh. In this movie, it wasn't a mask. The stupid doctor... Uh, Cobra Commander. Well, who ends up becoming Cobra Commander, which made no sense at all. The doctor injected his face with this poison, and it turned his face into metal. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. That can't happen. Why not? And it's moving, and, and he's talking. Nanotechnology, yes. Uh, get out of here. Come on. Stupid technology. It's G.I. Joe. You're just uh. taking it too seriously. Well, all right. So some of the nods were. I liked the fa I liked how they they uh, Cobra Commander was controlling everybody with these like nano whatever. I thought that was kind of right. interesting. That didn't happen in the show. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In the show, he has a hundreds of of people who work for him. He's a complete idiot, and they continue <laughs> to work for him even though he keeps screwing up. That's what was funny about it. I know. Well, I know. Um, yeah, all right. So some of the nods <laughs> when, um, what was it, General Hawk, yeah. which was Dennis Quaid, he was showing the new recruits all the stuff. and He said knowing is half the battle. Yeah. It's like, now we know, and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. They never said that in the cartoon. Yeah, I know, but it's it's something they said it in the safety messages it. after the cartoon. But that's still part of the cartoon. All right. Um, they had uh, Duke was uh, not Duke. Um, Hawk was in the yeah. coma. Oh, yeah, because he got attacked. And then and then he was in a wheelchair <coughs> yeah. for like one second, and then he and didn't need it. it anymore. <laughs> Superman. Um, what were some of the other? They didn't have the Cobra symbol on anything. Yeah, they did. They did? On that on the getaway craft of Cobra Commander, oh, it had the Cobra symbol. And if you thing. looked, the nano thing were at the where they injected yeah, in the it was kind of like the Cobra yeah, symbol. a little bit, but it wasn't enough. Well, 
In the cartoon, they had the cobra symbol on everything. Well, maybe they didn't. Before, it wasn't on their bullets. Yeah, but now this is cobra now. Cobra has now begun. Yeah, I know. In the movie, it was Mars. (laughs) That was the name of the terrorist organization, (laughs) Mars. Stupid. And then the Baroness... Well, I, I, you know, I guess it made sense for their story, but I thought in the cartoon that Scarlet, yeah, was w- was like kind of in love with Duke. Yeah, they were involved. But who was with uh, Snake Eyes? Cover Girl? Nobody. Yeah, there was one of the one of the women Joes was like oh, I don't know liked him, or maybe that was Scarlet. I don't know. Maybe it was Scarlet with Snake Eyes, Cover Girl with Duke. I don't know. But I think Lady J and Flint were married. I think they said it. Where was Shipwreck? Eh, he comes in the sequel. You know, he was in the. He, well, I don't think he was, was in the, the first Where was the Indian season. guy? Who? The, the feather and tracker. Yeah, where was he? Where, where were all and, these characters? Eh, where was Mutt and Junkyard? Who was the guy in the movie that kept clowning around and messing up? And uh, I don't remember. I haven't seen that in like so long. I don't even remember. I can't remember. Lieutenant Falcon? Falcon, yeah. yeah he was Don yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Was, yeah, where was Falcon? That was supposed to be Flint's brother. Yeah. So where were all these guys? Man, but you don't have those guys. They're from the older parts. Yeah. You know, I would say, where's Gung Ho? Yeah, exactly. Had Gung Ho. Who it was, was Roadblock. That was like... He, he the, with the swim. football jersey? Yeah, yeah. Who was that That guy? was Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll. Who was the guy with all the swimming gear? <laughs> Wetsuit? Wetsuit. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway. I mean, yeah. Well, look. I mean, you couldn't have every single character. I know. But But I thought they did a much better job than Transformers with... Oh, yeah. The appearance of the characters and... Yeah, but that's not... (laughs) That bar was so low. (laughs) That bar was set so low that it was... 90 feet underground, yeah. that's how low it was. I don't know. Again, I, you know, it's... Yeah, G.I. Joe, it's kind of hard to, to make an... I, I always thought it would be hard to do live-action G.I. Joe, whereas I thought live-action Transformers should have been easy. No, but there are army yeah, movies right. every year. There are army uh, I know, but... The, the whole thing... See, here, the whole thing with G.I. Joe is it was a very comical, cartoony, like, premise... The whole premise of Cobra was just ridiculous. You know, especially nowadays. And people just, they're not going to take to that. But anyway, um, so, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a horrible movie. But At the end, one of them said, yo, Joe. No, that was in the... The battle cry. No, that was at the end in the, in the credits. No, no, no. When they were in the submarine, you know, the boat, oh, the, the little ships underwater. No, and they it. were all... <coughs> Swarming. One yeah. of them said, "Yo, Joe!" as he drove oh, by. So, what was the worst part of the movie? The CGI. <laughs> what was that? It was like it looked. It was like Uwe Bowl quality I CGI. I, I could not believe that. It was like Sega Dreamcast <laughs> graphics. <laughs> Well, Seriously, it wasn't, it wasn't even the graphics. It was no, it was the graphics. Yeah, but that was it was the fact that everything was like super fast moving, mm-hmm. and and the the CGI was like you could tell how. Here was the thing: there was two things about CGI. The first thing was in all like the action, the fast moving stuff. The CGI you could tell was really poorly done. It was bare. It was there was like no detail to it. 
Oh. It looked really fake. During the car d- d- destruction oh, it just scene. Looked terrible. It was like I was watching uh, like a burnout video game. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. The cars had like no physics. And then in the close-ups, some of the close-ups that were doing the CGI on, like when they were getting off the plane mm-hmm. and when the guy got arrested by the White House, it literally looked like like Wing Commander 1995 <laughs> cutscene quality. I know it was like the Dire Straits video. Oh, it was it's really like bad. Five polygons. Come on. It's- I don't know what the I don't know if they ran out of money. Yeah, but the weird thing is we were watching the credits yeah. because we thought, hey, you know what would be really cool and funny? If after the credits they had a cheesy PSA yeah. public which service safety message, which they didn't, no. but missed opportunity. But so we were watching the credits and for like five minutes it was all these CGI credits. One after this the other. This compositor, this uh, texture artist, this modeler, this lighting artist, this guy, and more compositors. More, there was like, I, literally, there was like three or four hundred CGI credits. You know, but the funny thing is... And the CGI was probably the worst I've seen since the 1980s. But, but... Seriously. Right, but some... The weird thing is some of the CGI, like the underwater battle, was fine. Nah. It wasn't... The bubbles looked really lame. Well... It looked really fake. Look, it wasn't Star Wars quality. Come on. No, no. Yeah, but Star Wars was... Phantom Menace underwater was ten years ago. Yeah, no, and that they, looked fifty times better than this. Spent like ten years later, millions of dollars on it. Yeah, but the technology hasn't advanced in ten years. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, but no, but you you even said, look at all these CGI credits. Pixar doesn't even have nah, this many. It, it's people. just late. I th- I think it was just cutting corners, laziness, Jeez. lack of detail. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that that wasn't very good. Um, the accelerator suits. Oh. They weren't as bad as I had thought they might be, but... No, but the animations, like, I could tell instantly when it went from the actual actor to when it switched over to CGI because the animation was just... Yeah, but you want to know something, though? On on the Spider-Man movies... Uh Uh-huh. The animation looked a lot like those, which, which I, I thought was terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. I don't understand this. Why can't why can't no one do CGI anymore? What happened? Again, I don't know. I don't once know. again, 1993. Which movie? What movie came out in 1993? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Still, some of the best CGI ever created. I know. Sixteen years ago. <laughs> I know. Sixteen it's years ago. It's unexplainable. We were th- we were we were eating before. We we're talking about uh, um, for some reason we we're talking about James Cameron, and we we're talking about oh, underwater yeah, the, movies. Yeah. And I mentioned The Abyss, which is one of my favorite movies. From and that late, had the late nineteen eighties. That had these great CGI that he did. He was one of the first people that ever put that kind of CGI in a movie. Yeah. It was from the movies from like nineteen eighty nine or nineteen eighty eight, over twenty years ago. It still looked better. <laughs> Two thousand nine. Ridiculous. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it either. And you know there weren't as many people working on that as no. there were on G.I. Joe. No. And imagine the computers they were using then. <laughs> An Apple II. Yeah, they were using like Amigas, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. 
And then the part where um, where Marlon Wayans was flying the the jet, yeah, they ripped that off of the Angry Video Game Nerd. Next up, oh boy, the Konami Laser Scope. It's essentially yet another form of the Zapper, but it's voice controlled. To shoot, you say fire. Fire! 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 He did a review of, of Konami's uh, Nintendo Entertainment System game, Laser Invasion. Yeah. It came with the headset. It was supposed to be voice activated. Yeah, and then this, this plane was voice activated, but it was only activated by <laughs> Celtic? Scottish. No, well, it's Celtic. Celtic. I think it's Gaelic. Gaelic. That's, that's right. Why is it that the Scots are the bad guys in this movie, damn it? I know. Why was it? Absolutely we're, we're, ridiculous. Sean Connery should have been in this. Well, you know why. <laughs> they didn't pay I him only work for a million dollars, damn it. <laughs> Did he say why? What? He only works for a million dollars? No, it's not a million. Are you kidding me? He works for more than a million. <laughs> no, but did he say why, though? Because it's Sean Connery. It's the same thing with, like, Shat. Please, he's made some bombs, Sean I, Connery. I know, but it's... You don't understand. The way he looks at it is, look, if I do this, whatever... Now, he's retired. I didn't do anything, but... Yeah. But let's say, he would say, look, if I'm going to do something, you have to pay me because you're going to be able to get... All this publicity automatically because it's Sean Connery. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, How much did that bring in? But for a time there, you know, <laughs> Sean Connery was huge. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, it's... it's the, some of the parts of the movie were really boring. The middle yeah. part, I was like falling asleep. But I have to say, though, as much as it stunk... And as much as it didn't make any sense, yeah. I actually enjoyed it more than Funny People. Well, that's not too hard. More than Transformers? <laughs> yeah. Both of well, them combined? The, the, the Michael Bay Transformers, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Both combined? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were horrible. <laughs> yeah. Those were actually worse than Uvi Ball movies. Yeah, they were just despicable. <laughs> I have to give them credit in Michael this. Bay. I, I mean, do have to give them the credit in this movie that they at least stuck to the characters. You know, in, in that sense. Yeah. And didn't, you know, they weren't just ridiculous. And what, Brendan Fraser was in this movie for like five seconds. <laughs> I think yeah, he's weird. supposed to be Sergeant Slaughter? That was really weird. That's something I read. And he's just in there like, like Duke is fighting Snake Eyes. In, in this training thing, and yeah, and he's just like rooting them on. It's the point of this. None. There was no point. Well, he got in it be, I, because the director Stephen Summers is the guy that did the Mummy. No, that's why I put him in there. Yeah, I don't know. It was just again, I didn't expect like this, you know, amazing film or anything like that. There right. were still some things I didn't like, like. They should have had the Baroness with the, you know, German accent or whatever she had in the Russian cartoon. It wasn't Russian. No, no, Yugoslavian. It was. I was. Yeah, it was some kind of German or Slavic or something. But I, I thought they should have at least done that. But they didn't. Whatever. I thought that the woman who played the Baroness, Sienna Miller. I don't know who that is, but I, she was okay. But I feel like the Baron. I feel like she was more. On the cute side, 
Whereas I felt like the Baroness should have been more on the maybe sultry side. Eh. Like not cute, but eh. sultry and I don't know. Yeah, she well, was okay though. She yeah. was okay. She didn't bother me. Yeah. Um I thought Duke did a pretty good job. The guy that played Duke, I don't know yeah. who that was. Marlon Wayne's was an mm. idiot, but I guess he was the comic relief. <laughs> Dennis Quaid was okay. Yeah. Um the president they didn't get John Voight as the president. No. There are too many robots. <laughs> they got Jonathan Price. Who's that? From uh, is he is he related to Vincent Price? No, he's not related to Vincent Price. No. Um, yeah, I didn't think of it. So I don't know. I mean, it wasn't that bad. But the guy that played that stupid Rex, the doctor <laughs> guy. Yeah, the th third rock uh. from the sun, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, but was that him even as the doctor still? Yeah. Or, really? Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, he. He, sh he should have done the high-pitched voice as Cobra Commander's. So basically, Cobra Commander's backstory is so dumb. <laughs> but again, when when you think about where it comes from, from in G.I. Joe, I mean, the fact that in the G.I. Joe series, Cobra Commander, at one point, he, he was a snake? But again, in the original series, Cobra Commander was kind of like a buffoon. Yeah. But he still knew how to get his way and how to lead the troops and everything. In this movie, it was just like, oh, I invented nanotechnology and I inject it into all of the troops' heads, so now I control them with a little... Uh, yeah, but that was kind of a... Yeah, with a little a, remote control, and, and now I'm Cobra, Cobra Commander. Command. Yeah, but that was a Cobra Commander type thing. But again, this was like an yeah, origin but it, I know, story. But it was... If they actually have a sequel then you might see something more along those lines. And the mask was so dumb. Yeah. I think as soon I, as I get home now, I have to watch the original G.I. Uh, Joe movie just to I don't, that was not a good my, movie I know, but it was better than this piece of garbage. I don't know about that. One cool thing I thought was, um, was it Scarlet's, she, she had this cloak... Yeah, the invisibility something. kind of a thing. That was interesting. She yeah. also, she shot with a crossbow. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. Actually, you know who I really liked? I thought whoever... I thought the way they did Snake Eyes yeah. was perfect. That was spot on. Yeah, that was... Uh, whoever uh, was playing him... Yeah, it was the guy from The Phantom Menace. Oh, Darth Maul? Yeah, what's his uh, name? Ray Park or something like well, that? Yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah. But it, but even the outfit and everything was perfect, yeah. I thought. And Storm Shadow. Storm, yeah, he kind of annoyed me. Yeah, but it, the outfit was right. The outfit, And yeah. the Baroness, the outfit was right. The yeah, the Baroness was pretty good. <laughs> Duke was pretty good. But, but Snake Eyes, perfect. Yeah. And what was... How come Cobra had these guns that could shoot these all-powerful sound waves. Yeah. And yet G.I. Joe, the most elite well, because that special guy, mission yeah, force because on, the, in the world... The Destro guy kept the good stuff to himself. I guess. Yeah. Destro. That, that guy was annoying. Christopher Eccles. Oh, he was so annoying. He was His in, whole character. Yeah, I don't really like him. Yeah, He was the Doctor Who... Uh, for yeah. a couple of years, a few years ago, and I did not like him yeah. at all in that role. I like the current Doctor Who. 
I mean, I'm not even talking about him. I'm, I mean the character. Just annoying. Yeah. Stupid. They had Zartan in this yeah. movie. Come on. But he didn't have the, the face. The, yeah, I know. What the, it was, maybe he, he was will, just an old guy. later. I don't know. Nah, and then they an injected him with this thing that lets him change his uh, facial appearance. That was interesting. Yeah, he could change the bone structure in his <laughs> face at will. It's to, sort of like to, uh, to be master of disguise. Sort of like Face Off with uh, John Travolta hey. and Nicolas Cage. Hey, man. Hey, Mr. Cat. I changed my face. <laughs> Where was Snow Job? He was a minor character in the room. Where was Doc? Come on. This movie, half the movie, took place in the snow. Yeah. I would say the big ones that they didn't have would be like Roadblock, Mutt. Um, which we call it, uh, rock and roll, <laughs> gung ho. Yeah, and yeah. then gung ho. Uh, like I said, Doc. Um, Doc. No, not that Doc. Um, is it hot, Marty? Yeah. No, uh, it's we, cold. Doc was one of the major characters. Uh, who, who else? Remember, Wild Bill was like the yeah. helicopter guy. <laughs> Wild Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty, I remember Dusty. I don't remember that. Person. He was like he was in desert fatigues. He was always like screwing uh, up. Well, then of course shipwreck. Yeah, um, shipwreck. Yeah. I'm in love with a mermaid. <laughs> um, yeah, that car scene was like car. I mean, li literally, cars were flying up in the air, destroying <laughs> buildings. And you, killing a lot of innocent, innocent people. Yeah, you were like, aren't they basically killing everyone? Well, it was no different than the Transformers. They, I know. Freaking Optimus Prime killing people, killing Decepticon, killing everybody. He's murderous. <laughs> I know. He was worse than Megatron. Really? I think, I think the Autobots killed more people than Decepticons. I know. The whole thing was a disaster. Uh, and, and how come G.I. Joe was headquartered? Everything's headquartered in Egypt. Can't they? It must be easy to computer animate a yeah, desert. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they couldn't hide in the Mojave Desert? G.I. Joe is the code uh. name for the highly trained special mission force. No theme song. No. The heck? I was waiting. I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting for... Dun -dun 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 -dun. It's G.I. Joe Going against Cobra, Cobra the, the enemy. enemy. Fighting, Fighting to save, save the day. The day. Yeah, no. Yo, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy. Fighting to save the day. Never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe! is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose? To defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe G.I. Joe You know, um... 
uh, in the original, original Transformers the movie, the song The Touch. Well, that is the only Transformers the I movie. I know Transformers the movie. <coughs> the song The Touch. Stan Bush. You got the touch? Yeah, Stan Bush. So I read that, and and, and actually I heard uh, an interview, again, on that SugaryCereals.com we talked about last episode. They actually interviewed Stan Bush. Oh, that's better than us. So, um... Well, no. Ted Danson, yeah. Ed Begley Jr., Frank Nora. Uh, so, in 2007, the first Michael Bay Transformers movie, yeah. Stan Bush re-recorded The Touch. He recorded yeah. a new version. Right. It sounded very similar to the original version. And Michael Bay was just like, no. <laughs> no, just... Of course not. Get away from me. <laughs> So the, with this most recent, uh, the, the the second Michael Bay Transformers movie, yeah. Stan Bush recorded an even newer version, and it was completely different. Yeah. I didn't like it. But Michael Bay said, oh, all right, yeah, you know what? We're going to put this in the movie, Revenge of the Fallen. Said, okay, great. Two weeks before the movie came out, and he's like, nah, you know what? I changed my mind. <laughs> Get away from me. He really did that with everybody. What he's, a jerk! Yeah, he's just scum. Michael Bay. Anyway, so speaking of Transformers, these videos have been around for a little while, but I was uh, the other night, I was, uh, you know, we were emailing back and forth, and I saw this guy's uh, videos on YouTube. His username, if you go to youtube.com slash dr. S-M-O-O-V. Dr. Smoove. Mm. D-R-S-M-O-O-V. And he takes footage from the old Transformers cartoon. He takes episodes, but redoes the voices. Yeah. He re-records the voices to make them really funny and stupid. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Wheeljack. Why the f*** did you build the Dinobots with small brains? Simple brains, Optimus. Whatever. They nearly destroyed our headquarters. You endangered the lives of all of your fellow Autobots. And humans, too! Shut up, Spike. I want answers. Well, it kinda goes like this, Optimus. I mean, the Dinobots are robot dinosaurs, right? Continue. And when we went to the museum with Spike, we learned that dinosaurs have simple brains, right? Affirmative. So the Dinobots are just like real dinosaurs. Explain. They got simple brains. That's the most retarded thing I've ever heard. What? I wanted them to be authentic. Hey, Wheeljack! I bet real dinosaurs had metal skin, too! <laughs> you, Huffer. I've been waiting a long time for Megatron to challenge me to a one-on-one -on -one fight. I'm gonna kick his ass. But if you lose, you and the Autobots have to banish yourselves to deep space. Forever. Ah, he ain't gonna lose, Chip. He's gonna beat the shit out of Megatron. But what if Megatron cheats? Oh, come on. <laughs> He's not gonna f***ing cheat, not this time. Tell him how come, Optimus. It's a matter of Cybertron law. If he cheated, it would ruin his honor. Megatron won't cheat. See, Jib? It's a matter of Cybertron law. You don't know nothing about Cybertron law, do you?
I knew a little. Shut up. But a lot of the voices that he does are actually very close to the original ones. His Optimus Prime is really good. Yeah. I mean, again, we were saying this in the car before. The Megatron is a really difficult voice to do. Yeah, I don't know how Frank will. It's like this super, like, gravelly voice. I saw a video on YouTube, actually. I, I typed in Frank Welker, and it came up. There was a video where he was, I guess, recording. Remember a couple of years ago? We, we posted the audio in one of our old episodes, but when the first Transformers Michael Bay movie came out. Yeah, he did the voice of Megatron in the game. Yeah, and Peter Collin did Optimus Prime. Yeah. So if you go to YouTube.com and type in Frank Welker into the search... One of the videos that came up was him in the studio, I guess, Activision. And he was kind of giving a demonstration about how he came up with the Megatron voice and how he does it. And he's like, you know, you got to use the gravelly voice and then you add a little uh, Megatron. I can't do it. He's, really he's teaching me how to do it and I can't do it. How does he do it? Oh, that can't be. <clears throat> How does he do it? Starscream, you idiots! Yeah, but it's like, it's even more gravelly than that. Well, my name is Frank Welker, and I'll be playing the role of uh, Megatron in the Transformer action game. I originally landed the role of Megatron uh, on a general audition. They had all of the characters, all these drawings and models, and the sign said, you know, pick three or choose whatever you want to do, you know. So, I mean, I just tried them all, but I, I saw Megatron and I just fell in love with that instantly. This was an opportunity to try something, you know, a little bit more villainous. I really do love Megatron. I love doing Megatron. I wanted to create a character that, uh, that was unique. So, I mean, I, I've done a lot of different characters and some evil but mostly good so i mean having an opportunity to play a villain and then trying to make him different than others that i've heard i wanted to hook onto a sound and here you have this incredibly large mechanical being and you know what's happening with him why is he so angry there's obviously pain from something going on and then just his size and the physical sound of metal so i wanted to get that kind of quality into this voice and so as i started thinking i said well no i need more like it's painful almost to listen to it you either hate this voice or you like it but when you go into a room you're gonna turn around when you hear it Somehow that guy can do that at that range and that side of the one side of the spectrum and then go to the completely opposite. He does all these high-pitched animal noises yeah, and yeah, yeah. monkeys and crazy. dogs. And, I know, well, and he did Fred on Scooby-Doo. You positive this is the right road, Fred? Absolutely. Ma and Pa Skillet sent us complete directions to their showboat restaurant. Now we turn right at the abandoned grist mill, left at the cemetery, and right at the snake farm. Entering Hokey Finoki Swamp. See? We're exactly on course. The skillet's telegram said they were having big problems with the ghost of the Gator Ghoul. Die, Autobot! Have you seen the, this live action Scooby Doo's? No. Never saw them? Nah. They were pretty good. Oh, I liked them. Were I they, they done were in a kind of a serious way, or were they kind of like the Brady Bunch movie where it was mocking itself? 
they, they weren't mo- no it wasn't mocking them itself but it was you know there was it was humorous yeah it was humorous <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. he was terrible I mean he was <laughs> really he was beyond are you surprised <laughs> not <A> really <laughs> actors ever he's only done one good movie she's all that he he stunk though <laughs> That movie stunk too, but no, it was okay. <laughs> Whatever um, happened to Rachel Lee Cook? Yeah, she's like does nothing now. She did. She's all that. She did Josie and the Pussycats, yeah. and that was it. I don't know. I thought she was okay. Yeah. The heck. But anyway, um, you know, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, his wife, was um, Daphne. Yeah, and she did it. She was pretty good, and and uh, who was Velma? Linda Cardellini. I don't know who that is. She's from the Freaks and Geeks and some other stuff. Ah. She was okay. She did a pretty good job as Velma. And, you know, stupid Matthew Lillard was shaggy. Who's that? From Scream, Matthew Lillard, the tall guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then there's Scooby. He's kind of dopey looking. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they did a pretty good job. And, (laughs) you know, the first one made a lot of money. Zoinks! Yeah, the first one made a lot of money. And then the second one, it, it didn't. Make as much, and then they just—I yeah. don't know. They said they're not—they weren't doing anymore. Actually, they're coming up with a. Well, you only need two. You don't need. Eh, I know, but I thought it was kind of funny. Ten Scooby Doo. But the thing is, a lot of people badmouth that movie for some reason. But yet, what the second one? No, both of the movies. But yet, it, it was the closest to the show yeah. that I had any that I had ever seen anyone do, especially even the Hanna Barbera. The Flintstones were terrible. Both of them. Yeah, but that would do. You know, I thought With, it was... With uh, uh, Stephen Baldwin as Barney. Oh, God, that was the second one. Yeah, that was not good. John Goodman and Rick Moranis in the first one. I didn't even bother with yeah, those. Yeah, they, they stunk. But, it's I mean, you know, I thought it was very close to the to the cartoon. And people badmouth it. And then you get this stuff like this, 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 this heinous trash like Transformers which has nothing to do with the yeah, cartoon at all it's garbage I know. I know so do you recommend the G.I. Joe movie to our listeners um or wait till it comes on TV yeah I, I think I would just wait till Netflix or something I wouldn't I wouldn't pay to yeah. I wouldn't pay the money to see it but yeah yeah by the way um I know Esteban movie. We haven't heard from Esteban in so long. He's in Florida now. I want to know how he's doing. Esteban, we want to know how you're doing. He must be living it up down there. Either that or he saw Revenge of the Fallen and just had a heart attack and imploded. (laughs) He just, he couldn't take it. (laughs) Couldn't take it. This guy had to be probably the biggest celebrity drug addict of all time, I think. It also advertises that parents will love what they don't hear. It says, 
While the laser scope surrounds the player with the sounds of exciting gameplay action, non-players can listen to music, read a book, talk on the phone, or have a conversation in the same room. Yeah, while you're saying fire, 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 kind of defeats the purpose, right? Fire, 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 fuck. I didn't say fire, I said fuck. Fuck. Ass, you can say anything. Shit, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> wow, I just shot down a duck by saying 